the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. Welcome to the Jewish Hour. I'm your host, Herschel Finman. Sit back, relax. We've got a wonderful show for you today. In the half hour of the show, first half hour, we'll be discussing the upcoming holiday this week, Lag Boimer, which is Wednesday night till Thursday night. It's a it's called a minor holiday, but I don't think there really are any minor holidays. We talked about Pesach Sheni already this last week, which is Sunday, just to remind everybody about that. In the second half hour... We'll be talking about the portion of the week, which is Behar, which can be found in Leviticus chapter 25 and further. We have uh, uh, Jewish Hour Poet Laureate Michael Druck will be enthralling us with several brand new poems, as he has been wont to do for the last 25 years. We sat down, we figured it out, and we'll be ending with a Hasidic story. Before we do anything else... Let's go right to the news. The two terrorists that killed three people in a park in Elad last week were captured in a forest near the central Israeli city following a 60-hour manhunt. An Israeli police officer was wounded in a stabbing attack at Jerusalem's Damascus Gate. The attacker was killed by Israeli forces. A Palestinian who entered the West Bank town of Tekoa with a knife was shot and killed by one of the residents. 800 rioters were arrested on the Temple Mount. This is in conjunction with Ramadan. 1,100 work permits for Palestinians who are family members of those who committed terrorist acts during past few weeks were canceled by Israel. That's punitive. One Israel, and finally from Israel, one Israeli border guard was seriously wounded in a raid in Jenin the day after the Al Jazeera reporter was killed. In other news, a fire destroyed, this is anti-Semitic acts around the world, a fire destroyed the Chabad house in Tallahassee, Florida. The Torah scrolls and other holy items were lost. The fire is being investigated. Dozens of Hasidic Jews were barred from flying to Hungary on a Lufthansa flight. Lufthansa issued an apology for not allowing, quote-unquote, Jews on the plane. A yeshiva student in Flatbush, Brooklyn, was attacked and beaten by five people who shouted anti-Semitic slurs. Israeli basketball fans were attacked by pro-Palestinian group after a game in Spain, and swastikas were spray-painted on the Lithuanian Holocaust Memorial. In some good news, Israel approved the country's first climate bill, the law would achieve a no-emissions economy by 2050. 
Saudi Arabia is investing millions of dollars in Israel startups. The move comes as the relationships between the two countries is starting to warm. And finally, dozens of volunteers from the Chabad House in Nigeria distributed a quarter of a million meals to needy Muslims in honor of the close of Ramadan. The effort, led by Rabbi Yisrael Uzan, was to spread the need to do acts of kindness. Go, Rabbi Uzan. And that's the news. Why go to a hospital to get healthy? At Encompass Healthcare, you get the state-of-the-art wound care like in a hospital. The same medicines, the same everything without being in a hospital. Why put yourself at risk of getting a hospital-borne infection? Did you know that last year, one in six people died in America because of infections they got in hospitals? Encompass Healthcare is an outpatient facility. That means you get your wound care treatment and then go home. There are no wait times at Encompass Healthcare like in ERs. Healthcare is personal and works better, faster, and easier. Encompass Healthcare provides a state-of-the-art outpatient facility close to where you live. Call 248-624-9800. That's 624-9800. Auto accident, workman's comp, and most insurance is accepted. Encompass Healthcare's goal is to get you healthy with as little disturbance to your daily activities. Call 248-624-9800. Herschel Finman here. You're listening to the Jewish Hour. This, just a quick mention, if you're listening to this uh, on Sunday, go eat a piece of matzah. It's today, it would be Pesach Shani. We talked about that at great length last week. And uh, just a reminder, eat matzah today. If you're listening on Monday, you should have eaten matzah yesterday. Wednesday night and Thursday is Lag Boimer. Lag Boimer celebrates the passing of Rabbi Shimon Bo Yochai. Now, generally, when we use the term passing, we don't generally use the verb celebrate. When somebody dies, it's a sad thing. For example, the death of, some people do actually commemorate the death of Nadav and Aviv, Aaron's two sons, on the first day of Nisan by fasting because it was the death of their two sons. That would be appropriate. I'm very sorry that this has happened. But in Israel, it's a national holiday. People party. It is uh, become International Jewish Barbecue Day. And we'll talk about that. And, uh, but, the guy died. And why are we doing this? Because he left in his will. Very simple. When I die, I don't want people mourning because I'm not leaving until everything I need to do is done. Now, that's something to leave in a will. Everybody would like to say that. Everybody would actually like to say, I'm not dead. It's like... Um, there is a joke. Um, somebody asked a rabbi, what would you like for somebody eulogizing to say? And he thought for half a second and said, I would like the person eulogizing to say, look, he's moving. So nobody wants to. It's a Nobody wants to leave. We didn't ask to get born. We're not going to get asked when, we, when his time is up. But Rabbi Shimon was such a, a a seminal figure to Judaism that he had control. I'm not going till it's my time. Now, it could have already been or decreed. It probably was because it says that 40 days before a child is born, their life is already plotted, including what day they're going to die. So Rabbi Shimon, probably God being above time, knew when Rabbi Shimon was going to be done with all the things that he needed to do and said, okay, that's the day. And so, therefore, we party at Jewish Ferndale, the part of the same organization as the, as the Jewish Hour. We will be having a barbecue, a concert, a bonfire, storytelling, and you can reserve it. There is a charge. Go to jewishferndale.com events, and uh, you can pre-register. It's cheaper if you do it online than if you do it at the door, and it's a grand old time. Uh, this whole 
since the the end of Pesach until Shavuos, we we don't listen to music because of the plague which affected Rabbi Akiva's students, that 24,000 students died in the 33-day period. But we get a reprieve on Lag Bo'emer because Shimon Bo'yochai, who was a student of Rabbi Akiva, but not one of the 33,000, passed away and said, I want you to make a celebration. And indeed, it's it's pretty wild. The, the, the I guess you could call it a hamlet of... Meron, where he is buried, the only thing in Meron really is the gr- the grave site of Rabbi Shimon Boyachai. I think maybe if there's 1,500 people live in Meron, I'd be surprised. It's the first hill south of Safat. On Lagbo Eimer, hundreds of thousands of people come. Unfortunately, there was too many people last year, and people died, unfortunately. And this year, they tried to put a, a damper on it. I don't think there's going to be a damper on it. I once had the privilege of being there, and there were, uh, I, I would say, probably about 100,000 people in this little tiny village. It was a massive throng of humanity. Last year, there were 400,000. That's like, uh, you're talking about a mountaintop. There's, there was just, I can't imagine there being room for anybody. Uh, somebody told me that they actually avoided the crowd by going around the mountain to get from one end of town to the other. Instead of walking through, they walked around a mountain. It's a lot of people. But what are they doing? They're celebrating. That's a whole big deal. Rabbi Shimon Boyachai is looked upon as being the father of the inner dimension of the Torah. And Lag Boimer is looked upon as being the day of, we call it in Hebrew, Matan Torah Shel Torah, the revelation, the day of the giving of the inner aspects of the Torah. And it comes, interesting enough, before Shavuos. Shavuos is uh, the sixth day of Sivan, which this year is June the 5th. It's a Saturday night, Sunday, Monday. First Saturday, sun, first Sunday, Monday in June. And that commemorates the divine revelation at Sinai. And this commemorates the esoteric aspects of the Torah. One would think God could have pushed it off a couple of weeks. He could. And he would have died afterwards. Instead of two weeks before, he could have died two weeks afterwards. And we still would have called it the same thing because what's the main thing is the Torah, the exoteric aspect of the Torah, and then you have the esoteric aspects of the Torah. But here it is, the esoteric aspects of the Torah came first. And in the way we celebrate it, not that it, I mean, chronologically, the way it happened was is that Shavuos, the holiday of Shavuos, was 3,300 years ago, and Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai passed away uh, 1,900 years ago? 1,800 years ago. So the... What, what it tells us is, in this aspect, that the panemius of the Torah, the inner aspect of the Torah, is in a way more important because that provides an impetus for everything else in the Torah. There is a treatise which was said by the Rebbe in Yutas Kislev, 1969, and was written down and called in Hebrew, in Yanish Alteris Achasidis, translated into English in 1978 uh, by Sarah Handelman, Professor Sarah Handelman, she should live long and be happy, called On the Essence of Hasidus is probably one of the best Hasidic books in English, and it's an absolutely dynamic. And what he discusses, as the Rebbe discusses there, is what does Hasidus do and why do we need to learn the inner aspects of the Torah? And in a nutshell, in like 10 words or less, the inner aspect of the Torah makes the Torah alive. When I first became religious, and what got me religious was learning Tanya, the seminal work of Hasidic philosophy from Lubavitch, so people came to me, other religious Jews who were not involved with Hasidic thought, and said, you're having the dessert before the the meal. You have, should be having the meat and the potatoes. You should be learning Chumash and Gemara, Talmud, these things. 
And I went and I asked Schallenberg Gordon of Blessed Memory about this. And he said, you, they used the wrong analogy. Chassidus is not the dessert. Chassidus is the gravy and the seasoning. Because the inner aspect, the inner dimension of the, of the Torah gives the Torah life. And I understood this because when I was 14 years old and investigating Judaism, I found it to be very dry. But when I found the Tanya and the, and the philosophy espoused by the inner dimensions of the Torah, that was something else. Why was it that it took up until Rabbi Shimon Boyachai? How come it wasn't Moses who did it? And we ask an even stronger question. Even Rabbi Shimon, okay, he just was sort of like, he, he put a like a crack in the dam, you might say. And that was in the year, about the year 200. People didn't study his book, the Zohar. He wrote it in such a way that people wouldn't study it. Whereas the Talmud, where it talks about Jewish law and how to wake up and get yourself through your day and through your life, that's written in... Let me pardon the expression, street language. For a people, common language. The Zohar, this esoteric work, that's, that's Oxford's Aramaic, you might say. That's very high, very difficult. Just the language itself is difficult. And the concepts, also very difficult. Because it wasn't going to be for everybody. It wasn't until the 1700s with the Baal Shem Tov and then really with the Alter Rebbe and really, really with our Rebbe in the 1950s, 60s, 90s, etc. that saw the importance of the reading of the Torah, uh, the inner aspects of the Torah and how necessary it is. And one of the things that the Rebbe talks about is the statement made to the Balta Bal Shem Tov, how come his grandfather didn't do it and now he has to? The answer is that the, the Judaism was in a state of sleeping and we needed the Hasidic aspect in order to wake up the Torah, to wake up the Judaism. We're going to talk about this a little more, but we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back with Michael Druk. Don't go away. You're listening to The Jewish Hour. Want assurance of quality and excellence in kosher? Look for the Michigan K on the label. What's it look like? The Lower Peninsula of Michigan with a K. It's a symbol of the Michigan Kosher Supervisors. Go to their website, mycosup.com. That's M-I for Michigan, K-O for kosher, and S-U-P for supervisors, mycosup.com, and find this month's featured products. You'll find Michigan K products wherever fine food is sold, especially at Natural Food Patch on West Nine Mile Road in Ferndale. Hey, Shulfin, here you're listening to the Jewish Hour. We have online the Jewish Hour Poet Laureate Michael Druk. Always an honor and a privilege to be talking with you, Michael. How are you? Thank God. I'm wonderful. <laughs> I guess. I'm glad yeah, to hear. Pretty good. Thank you. I'm glad to hear you. I talked to you this week about coming on, and uh, we just were casually talking, and we figured out that. You've been coming on for 25 years. It's our 25th anniversary. That it is. Happy Drew, anniversary. Happy anniversary to you and yours. <laughs> so, and many more. Biz 120 till 120. So, uh, only good things. And every every I have yet to not have been inspired by anything that you've read here on uh, on the show, Michael Druck. So I am expecting you to listen. It's a, hard, a high bar that you've set for yourself. So uh, are you going to maintain and surpass what we've come to expect from you, Michael Druck? I hope I can reach that. But we never really reach where we have to go eventually. We just keep on reaching and reaching and reaching. And that's, that's the that's, only way to that, do it. That sounds like the beginning of a poem right there. Write that down. I will, I will do that after our call. Okay, so what do we have today? This is the sound of my people, the murmuring prayers and swaying of men bearded with garments of black, bowing like candles and creating light, 
These are the dreams of my people, praying in the morning and night. These are the sounds of my people, lives guided by Torah, men and women, swayed by the gift of he who gave on Sinai to history, Torah. Those who believe in affection are gathered together, a connection together for God and direction. Jews live for a higher standard. Wow. Okay. Um, so let's let's talk about this a little bit. Men in black. I mean, we're not talking about movies over here, but uh, as opposed to, I mean, Jews don't have to wear black to be Torah. Absolutely observant. not. Absolutely not. We are wearing black, but we're we're we are reaching for light. I see the metaphor now. Yes. Right. Okay. Got it. Okay. Have you got time for one more? Sure. Take a look and see what we have next. Join the sages in their company. Never count the cost. Time there is well spent. The hours are present and never lost. Join the sages in their company. Set yourself beneath their feet. Listen well and intent. Let your mind be so complete. Invite, invite the sages, quote for others. Torah is a holy place. Jews together, all our brothers, make room in that space. Together, ever, for all time, words of wisdom stand sublime in the quietude of Torah. Holiness can be thoughts in rhyme in the multitudes, multitudes of holiness. Wow, again. Um, I'm reminded of some of the earlier Mishnahs in Perki Avos. Is that my, it might be based where it says that a person should sit at the feet of the sages and drink in their words and make your house a gathering place for the sages. Was that uh, somewhat of an inspiration for that poem, Michael Druck? Absolutely, and I'm need to tell you the story. I was on my way to shul, ready to teach Hebrew to some of the students there. And the rabbi who was greeting me at the door said, you look puzzled. I said, the reason I'm puzzled, no, I'm not puzzled, rabbi. I just, I'm busy building a mishkan in my mind and in my house. He smiled at me. He never expected me to say that. But it is. My house is a mishkan. You come into my house. It's a holy place. You come near me within my space, it's a holy place, and I will not leave room for anything other than that, because everything I do is has holiness behind it. Even doing a mitzvah is holiness. Oh, for sure. And that's what I do, as many mitzvahs and good deeds as that I can. That's all. And I hear that you're encouraging others. Now you become a teacher and uh, teaching others to do this, to follow along the same. It's very inspiring. Oh, yeah. You're having a lot of fun. That's what it's all about too no one says you have to be cranky in doing this you could have fun doing it yeah. so you might as well okay we're going to talk to you probably again uh let's see the three weeks we're looking and uh, middle of august we'll expect a phone call we'll bring you back in look forward to it thank okay. you very much be yeah. well take care have a good job take care good job we're going to take a are we going to take a quick commercial break let me see what we got next uh michael Jaka. nope we're going to go straight to a song no commercial here we're going to listen to, this is Ari Goldwag, who is uh, trying to really break through on the scene. He's got a lot of, he's got some very good stuff. And he's done, in the last couple of years, he's done an a cappella piece to be played during this time period. This song is called, It's Geschmack to be a Yid. It's really cool to be Jewish. Let's listen. It's Geschmack to be a Yid. It's Geschmack to be a Yid. Shmack to be a 
Why go to a hospital to get healthy? At Encompass Healthcare, you get the state-of-the-art wound care like in a hospital. The same medicines, the same everything without being in a hospital. Why put yourself at risk of getting a hospital-borne infection? Did you know that last year, one in six people died in America because of infections they got in hospitals? Encompass Healthcare is an outpatient facility. That means you get your wound care treatment and then go home. There are no wait times at Encompass Healthcare like in ERs. Healthcare is personal and works better, faster, and easier. Encompass Healthcare provides a state-of-the-art outpatient facility close to where you live. Call 248-624-9800. That's 624-9800. Auto accident, workman's comp, and most insurances accepted. Encompass Healthcare's goal is to get you healthy with as little disturbance to your daily activities. Call 248-624-9800. Herschel Finman, you are listening to the Jewish Hour. Unfortunately, we have an update to a news item that we reported on earlier. We reported that one Israeli border guard was seriously wounded in a raid in Janine the day after the Al Jazeera reporter was killed. Unfortunately, that police officer has succumbed to his wounds. We wish his family rest, uh, um, condolences, and our heart goes out to the family. Hey, we should know no more from these things. The portion of the week is the portion of Behar. We're in Leviticus chapter 25. The good part of the portion, good part of the portion not a good port of the portion. A good part part of the portion deals with the sabbatical and jubilee years. It's very interesting uh, word usage. Let's talk some semantics over here. Unlike the Sabbath, which says six days you shall work and the seventh day should be a holy day for a God, when it comes to sabbatical year, it says, make the year a sabbatical year for God. Six days you shall, six years you shall work it and do your work, etc. The rest of the part of the verse, what what you should do. Now it's explained why is it that for the week, it, six days comes first. And this actually has, I suppose, it's practical implications. Like, for example, if a person loses track of the days, they're like lost at sea or in a desert or forest or just, I don't know, fell asleep for three days or something like that and have no idea when Shabbos is. So they have to count six days. That doesn't mean that today is day one. If they know that yesterday was not Shabbos, So that would be Sunday. If they know that it's at least two days, so then they would be sitting on Tuesday today. And they would count until until Friday to be Shabbos. Because in order to have Shabbos, you have to have six days. Just like it was with the Genesis that God had day one and day two and all the things that were created thereon. And... The seventh day, God rested, and we rest after we have completed our workday weeks. And it says that Shabbos is the completion of the week. Comes now the Sabbath. Now, the Jews, when they were in the desert, did not celebrate the sabbatical year. Sabbatical year is only for Jews who live in Israel. You own a big piece of property, like, for example, Jewish Ferndale has Baruch Hashem, a sizable tract of land, and we always have opportunities. If you like being in the outdoors and volunteering and helping, there's always things to be done. Some very hard tasks, some very easy tasks. If you're into that, come by Jewish Ferndale basically any time. Go to our website, get my phone number. I'm not giving it out over here. And uh, make arrangements, and if it's one person, two person, if you want to spend 10 minutes, spend an hour, spend a whole day, there is, as I was just recently telling somebody, if we had a 1,000 people give an hour, we would still have what left to do. So there's always, it's one of these amazing things that has however much you, you work, there's there's always going to be more. So the idea of working the land, they didn't have, first of all, in the desert, they didn't have land. They were just encamped in bivouacs. It wasn't until they entered the land. Now, 
So when did they start? They didn't start right away. It didn't start until after the 14 years of Joshua's conquest. Joshua did not celebrate the, the sabbatical year because they weren't really into growing stuff then. I suppose they were because they had to eat. But as long as they were still conquering the land, it didn't. then in the 21st year, they celebrated the Sabbath. That would be uh, an interesting thing, you know, So because it seems that it follows the pattern of the Shabbos of the week. Yet, the Torah says, no, do the sabbatical first. What's the deal? A very interesting lesson, and it applies to our day-to-day life. As with the Shabbos, the sabbatical year, it says, is holy for God. So now, you have a you have a plot of land. And uh, farming is dirty work, quite literally. You're working in the dirt. And a person could become the uh, the term for farmer in uh, in Yiddish is a feldman. I'm sure you've you've meet, met people named Feldman, but there's actors named Feldman. It's a pop, cop, common, very common Jewish name, Feldman. Feldman means a farmer because how many people were farmers back then? A lot. We don't want Feldman means a person who's in the field. We don't want people to be field people. We're above that. We want them to realize Shabbos La Hashem. What are we working towards? When we wake up in the morning and we say, Maida Ani, thank God for giving me another day. We're working not to get just to the end of the day. Oh, I can't wait to get to back in bed. That's that's not gonna cut it. It's what we accomplish, the thing the good things that we're doing to making the world a better place. That's the very start. So hence, it starts out, Monday also has to be for Hashem. Just like it says that the Sabbath is holy for God, so too also, and then there's all the rules and whatever, but your Monday also has to be holy for God. That doesn't mean that you take it off and go to, you know, do the things that we do on Saturday. No, it means you make your Monday a vehicle for conveying the holiness of God. And your Tuesday and your Wednesday all the way through your Friday also. And how does a person, you see, like, for example, Michael Drug, very inspiring. He, he just said, listen, don't, in, don't infect me with all the nonsense that's going out in the world. I want to stay focused. So a person will stay focused. Getting to the end. If you want to say, I'm, I'm waking up so that I can get back into bed. Let's turn that around. Okay, fine. You have a focus. I'm going to stay focused. I'm going to stay on track my whole day. I'm not going to get sidetracked. My whole day is for doing what? Making the world a better place. Making myself a better individual. That is how we start. And that's what we learned from this week's portion. We are going to take a quick commercial break and be right back. Don't go away. You're listening to The Jewish Hour. Hi, this is Spex Howard. The Spex Howard School of Media Arts is proud to have been a sponsor of the Jewish Hour and bring quality radio programming to the community. While much of the funding comes from its sponsors, listeners like you help keep the Jewish Hour on the air. Please send your tax-deductible donation to the Jewish Hour, 1725 Pinecrest Drive, Ferndale, Michigan, 48220. That's 1725 Pinecrest Drive, Ferndale, Michigan, 48220. Your help is greatly appreciated. Thank you very much. Herschel Finman here. You're listening to the Jewish Hour. Before I do anything else, the voice of the appeal that we've been listening to, that you've heard on this show for for 28 years already, how long is it? 1996 to 2020 is, uh, yeah, 28 years, almost going on 28 years is the voice of Spex Howard, as he announces himself, and uh, a very close personal friend and confidant of mine. 
and Mr. Yehudalay ben Esther is in need of a Rafua Shalema. So we'll all pray. Our prayers go out to him and his family that he should have a continued healthy, long life and continue to uh, to ben- give benefit to others and, and be a, uh, a real role model, which is what... Uh, what he's been. So our heart goes out to him. If you would like to get in touch with me, you can send me a note at rabbifinman.com right on the home page. And I often, I, I love hearing from you and we'll answer all your fan mail. We are Jewish Ferndale. So Thursday is Lagba Emer and we're having a Lagba Emer barbecue bonfire concert. Starts at 530 you can reserve required reservations are uh, to be made at jewishferndale.com and you can either scroll down or click events and it pops right up over there and it tells you it's all very easy how to reserve. It's $20 a person, $72 for family, immediate family. Uh, sponsorships are available for uh, for 360 and the day of the door, if you're going to say, oh, yeah, maybe I'll show up. If you're going to just show up, then it's going to cost you 25 bucks instead of 20 So we want to know that you're coming. And we have, uh, for a barbecue, we get a lot, a lot of food to entertain and, and uh, satisfy our veg- vegan friends. This is Ferndale. And yes, there are lots of people who don't eat meat. And we respect that. And therefore, we want them to have a good time, too. So we have stuff for them as well. The, um, it'll be great. We have Michael Smolash and uh, company will be our musical entertainment. He's just released a CD of Jewish music for children. He'll be playing some of that. He'll be doing some Jewish standards, doing some requests, some blues stuff. So that it's, it'll be, uh, it'll be a real happening. We'll have a bonfire with, uh, storytelling, which has become a Ferndale tradition. It has always been a great thing. We're doing it, Jewish Ferndale is doing it in conjunction with Congregation Tahia, which is also now meeting in Ferndale. So go to Jewish Ferndale and make your reservations today. If you'd like to support the radio show, um, donations at rabbifinman.com. That'll do it. And we appreciate it. We need it. We are in the middle of the month of May. And uh, we need to pay for May. We paid for April. We're caught up good. Thank God. We're not. Uh, you've come through through uh, through these last couple of months. So greatly appreciated. So do that. RabbiFinman.com, JewishFerndale.com. Go check them out. Okay. We have a Hasidic story. Involves a Hasid of the name of Mordechai Leipler. He was a devotee of the second Lubavitcher Rebbe, known as the Mittler Rebbe, Rev. Dober of Lubavitch, who was prominent from 1813 to, I think, 1834. This Mordechai Leipler, his son got really sick. I mean, we're talking really sick. And he carted off. You're talking 1820s. There's no, there's not even, the, the railroad hadn't been built yet. So he's in Lubavitch, and he knows that the big doctors are in Petersburg. This is, this is a schlep, let me tell you. He packs his sick kid into the wagon, into a carriage, and they made their way to Petersburg. And he went and he saw the doctors, and the doctors said that he has a problem with his bone marrow and there's no known cure. And we're sorry. Shalom al Yisrael. Have a good day. Uh, A parent does not want to hear this about their child. So he wrote to the then Lubavitcher Rebbe, the Mittler Rebbe, telling and explaining all that was happened and asking for advice and blessing. Now, he figured that the letter was good would take five days to get to Lubavitch. And it would take five days to get from Lubavitch. And that meant that he would not get an answer to his letter for 10 days. And that was provided that the Rebbe read the letter that he got it and wrote a response. So 10 days go by, 
and he sees the mailman in the city of Lipel and asks, do you have a letter for me? He says, nope, nothing today. And he says, uh, the next day, very disappointed, anything today? Nothing today. The third day goes by. He says, yeah, I have a letter, but I'm really too busy to, uh, to look through my pack. I'll bring it tomorrow when I have more time. So he says, what are you talking about? You're the mailman. You're supposed to deliver mail. He says, listen, the czar has a relative who lives in this neighborhood, in this neighborhood means this county, who is not well, and he requested from the emperor of the Austro-Hungary Empire that he send his royal physician to take care, and I have to arrange a carriage to take this doctor back to the to back to Austria. So he said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And he's talking to him. This, this Mordechai Leipler's talking to him. And he starts rummaging through the mailman's pack. He says, what are you doing? He says, I'm looking through the mail. He says, I told you, I got to go. He finally, he found the letter. And what did the letter say? The letter said, your salvation will come from far and near and don't be stingy. So he's looking at, what does this mean? And he kind of suddenly realized that it must be that the Rebbe was referring, when he said far, he must be that he's referring to this doctor from Austria. So he he found out, he caught up with the postman, where's his doctor staying? So he gave me a address where he's staying. He ran and he found that he wasn't the only one who wanted to see this doctor. And the doctor basically wasn't seeing anybody. But he managed to uh, squeeze through and get to the doctor and explain to the doctor the problem with his son and what the doctors in Leningrad had said. And the doctor responded, I am the personal physician of the emperor of the Austria-Hungarian Empire, and I have to get back there. I don't have time to see your son. So now... Mordechai Leipler remembered what the Rebbe had said. Don't be stingy. He said, I'll give you a thousand rubles if you come look at my son. A thousand rubles is like the average person made like 50 rubles a year for a living. That was, you know, that was sustenance. Not great, but just to let you know that a thousand rubles is not uh, like a thousand rupees. Uh, the doctor heard a thousand rubles. Okay, uh, the emperor can wait a day. He examined the son, and he saw, said, "Your son has an infected tooth, and the infection has gotten into his bloodstream. And there is an experimental medication which I was given in Austria." Maybe I might have brought some of it with me. I don't know. And so he kind of looked around through his, his bag and he said, Ah, I have some vials of this medicine. And he gave some to the kid. And uh, within a very short time, the kid was already starting to get better. So he said, We'll need to talk to a local doctor as how to administer the rest of the medication. The kid got better. They all lived happily ever after. So now Mordechai Leipler Understood the Rebbe's answer, that the, the, your salvation will come from far, meaning from this doctor from Austria, and near, meaning that he had the medication with him right there, and he shouldn't be stingy, because if he would have just said please, he wouldn't have come, he had to put up the dough. That's going to do it for you today. We hope you had a chance to, I hope we had a chance to entertain you a bit. We hope you had a chance to ed educate you a bit. We hope you have the great Lagba. We hope to see you on Thursday. Come by uh, 1725 Pinecrest Drive, Ferndale, Michigan, and RSVP first at jewishferndale.com. We hope you have a great week. We hope to see you back again next week. Take care.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.